morning, it's BBC Radio Homicide, 95.9 FM, 14.85 AM, and around the world via bbc.co.uk forward slash Humber. Uh, local film critic Jamie Kerwick is still with me. Hello. And now, by the power of telephone, we cross live to my man in America, it's Derek McCaw. Hello. I'm How you doing, Jamie in precision. I'm good. <laughs> You're doing your best Jamie in we should say Derek is the proud editor of fanboyplanet.com I urge you to have a look it's a very good website and he does a little bit for us every week uh, essentially it's the end of his day at uh, the end of ours well, it's, it's a nice is it a nice sunny Californian afternoon where you are sir it is we had a little bit of chilly weather last week and I thought maybe uh, this was finally it we're going to get autumn and no summer came blazing back so we've, got, we've been having a crazy one it's September near enough October and it's been like 27. It was 32 at one point. Oof. I have to do that quick math in my head because we go by Fahrenheit, but uh, uh, I'm, sure uh, I'm sure that's hot. I'm sure that's hot. Yeah, 70-something? Uh, yeah, we're in, the, we're in the 70s right now. So. Yeah, definitely. Oh, good stuff. So, Derek, if you, oh, I must, before we go any further, I must tell you, as we speak, I'm pushing together a little Radio Homicide goodie bag for you. I, 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 I may weep. This well, is <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, you've been doing the show now for about four months. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't pay you a penny. <laughs> <laughs> but and you put in glory. all this it's the glory that, uh, that fills my heart. I, uh, you know, other children dreamed of growing up to be cowboys and astronauts, and I wanted to be a BBC announcer. So really? Uh, not really. Well, there you go. Now I'm gonna but I, it was always, you know, watching Monty Python and all that. You know, it was like when I was a little kid, the BBC was the thing. So it was like uh, my wife is just, you know, when, when you first offered this, you know, it's like I, I said, you're not going to believe this, but. I, I'm going to be on the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can prove it. All your friends are going to send you, oh, a stack load of stuff. Well, as much as I can fit in a jiffy bag. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, which includes, we, I have managed to track down a BBC Ready Homicide microphone block. Fantastic. Well, that's going to get us into a lot, yes. Exactly. So, when you go and interview these megastars, you can point that in their face and say, come on, it's a Radio Homicide. Exactly, exactly. And see what they say. <laughs> now, now, Derek, I know you're a big comic book fan, so we'll start off uh, some of your stories tonight with... Uh, um, a little story of ladies' favorite, Johnny Depp. Yes, indeed. Johnny Depp's production company just bought the rights to a somewhat long-running comic book. It's been around for about four or five years called Rex Mundi, uh, R-E-X-M-U-N-D-I. And it is, uh, it is not actually a superhero story, so it's, it's perfect for Johnny Depp. It's kind of Indiana Jones meets the Da Vinci Code in, uh, in the 1920s in a world in which uh, magic has not quite gone away. And... Uh, the character that Johnny Depp plays will be investigating a, a conspiracy basically that could rock what uh, this world's version of the Catholic Church to its very core. So it's uh, it's a pretty daring and entertaining book, uh, comic book, and it'll be interesting. It's one of those that, you know, as soon as, as, soon as it was announced, I think it was uh, two days ago that Johnny Depp had bought this, I immediately thought, yep, that's, that's exactly who I'd want to see playing this guy. Uh, I, I have not read the entire thing, but everything I've read from this series has been has been great. It's not like a top seller, but that's what I think is really cool about comics right now is that you know they're being made left and right where people don't know that they're uh, actually comic books. Maybe that's a bad thing for the comic book industry, but it's a it's a way that that Hollywood is getting actually something resembling original stories. 
Yeah, it raises interest as well in the comic book as well, so people yeah. go and read back issues, don't they? Right, yes. And uh, so, yeah, they're all available in graphic novel, you know, trade paperback form, and it's, like I said, I think there's, there's been about 21 issues so far. It's beautifully drawn, interestingly written, and it's just, it, it, it's a really complex plot, which is the kind of thing I, I, I like, and uh, I just love a good religious conspiracy. I really do. Now, now, does this film have a release date, or is it kind of coming soon at all? Nothing yet at this point. He just bought the rights. His own production company, um, and I, I think he's tried. He's produced one film before, I think, it was Dead Man, which uh, was not even released in the United States. But uh, but that's that was before Pirates of the Caribbean, which, by the way, uh, just a couple weeks ago, passed the one billion mark. So uh, it's, really? yeah. it's up there with, ti- uh, with Titanic and Return of the King as one of the three top money makers in film history. Uh, so they're in, you know, he's he's uh, got a, a lot of weight in Hollywood right now. He absolutely does. Disney's uh, also, by the way, just announced today that they're going to make a Jungle Cruise ride. They figured, you know, if I was the Caribbean made money. They got the Haunted Mansion as well, didn't they? They did the Haunted Mansion. That movie, that, that, that blew. But, uh, so they're going to try the, the Jungle Cruise, which has even less of a plot. That, <laughs> as a ride than the other two had. So, you know, they're going to see if lightning can strike uh, a second time. But Yeah, but but definitely. I know you mentioned only briefly there about uh, upsetting certain religions, but for, uh, 20th Century Fox has decided to do the opposite, and they've brought out a new sort of line of filmmaking, uh, a new uh, division of 20th Century Fox called Fox Faith. That's right. We are just brilliant with our segues today, aren't we? This is yeah. great. <laughs> It's almost as if we'd planned this. We'd oh, yes. Produced to the limit. <laughs> the limit of our abilities right now. I'm yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, Fox Faith, they are saying, and it, it, it's not apparently quite set in stone. I think the word got out a little bit before they were really quite ready to announce it. Uh, they're looking to buy, not necessarily produce in-house, but buy and release 12 religious-themed f- films a year. And what I, I, I can't obviously speak to the European market, but what's been happening in the uh, American market is that they're, they've found, especially since you've got the home video, the DVD sell-through, that you can release films in little niche markets, like you know a few theaters uh, across the country, and then in, say, Christian bookstores, you can sell the DVD, and that's where the, where the real money comes in. And it's been working magnificently for, actually, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, not officially the church themselves aren't producing, but because they have uh, a chain of bookstores, again, not directly affiliated with the church itself, but it's clearly they're selling uh, Mormon-related material, yeah. they, have been, they have been making uh, films for the last five or six years. A couple have been really good. There's uh, by a filmmaker named Richard Dutcher, who made a, a great suspense film called uh, Brigham City a few years ago. And uh, then there's been there's, there's what is called a, sub, a subsection called Mormon Cinema, and Fox had to look at that after the Passion of the Christ, but they're also yeah. looking at, at these bookstores, uh, particularly in Utah, but all around the country, that are making money selling these low-budget films that have started attracting bigger and bigger uh, names to them, uh, bigger actors, because they are looking, they want to have something that's kind of family-friendly, and if Fox Faith can strike that right balance where, where the message isn't taking precedence over the entertainment value, that they're actually making yeah. good films yeah. first, then this could be a really interesting, uh, not just experiment, I mean, it could be a very interesting project and yeah. be, you know, 
I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, but with one eye half cocked, and because uh, <laughs> no, I, I read today, Derek, in the in the UK press, that over they're going to use Fox going to use over ninety thousand churches across the US to promote these films. Yeah. I, just, I think it's. I just think it's what, a, what an interesting concept, just to kind of think go straight for the juggler. Well, yeah. you know, to be honest, there are people, uh, and I'm, I'm sure again, it's probably the same in England. There are people that are knee jerk about if the subject matter. Is, I mean, well, this is why there's so many bad action films too. You know, uh, if there's if you there's a certain uh, section of the populace that if you put bullets, bombs, and boobs in a movie, they'll buy it no matter how bad it is, and so. So why shouldn't that work with if you put faith? Well, indeed, ja- I can say Jamie's one of those as well. Okay, well there you <laughs> go. Uh, yes, indeed, yes. Uh, right then, chatting some more then to my man in America, Derek McCaw, after Gabrielle and Rise, and we're going to look deep into Derek's crystal balls. Oh yes, next. Oh yes. Gabrielle, Rise. Now, Jamie, have you seen Gabrielle lately? Does she still wear the patch? I don't know, mate. I think she's still winking at me, though. No, no, don't say that. <laughs> That's what kind of patch is she wearing? Uh, like a gimmick. Oh, well, a bad eye. It's a pirate gimmick? Oh, okay. You never had. You always wear a patch. Did he really? Mm. Oh, you're full of knowledge, Jamie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still have... Pirate thing. Indeed, yes. We still have Derek McCaw, live from Los Angeles on the phone. Hello, sir. Hello. Now, we are going to look deep into Derek's crystal balls uh, by the power of the telephone. Here we go. <laughs> now, this is where we find out. Oh, yeah, it's getting serious now. Where we find out. His balls are glowing. This is where we find out what's coming up in the Hollywood pipeline. Uh, Derek, please, take it away. All right. Well, in the, in the near future, um, we've got opening, actually, this week, uh, a movie called Flyboys about the uh, Lafayette Escadrille, a World War One drama about uh, early American involvement in, in World War One, uh, and I saw it, and it's actually not a terrible film. It's a decent one. James Franco, who was uh, Harry Osborn in the Spider-Man movies. Uh, yeah. Good-looking guy, looks like like James Dean, and isn't quite the actor that James Dean was, but uh, still charming. Not not a bad film if you like uh, war, you know, war dramas. Uh, we've also got so from trying to trying to reach high, we have low uh, Jackass number two. <laughs> now I don't know how well that's done uh, internationally, but um, it did quite well. The first one did well. There you well. go. They're not really bothering to screen it for the press because I think I you know there were so many questions unanswered by Jackass number one. So. <laughs> Of all the, uh, if, anyone, if, if anyone's not familiar with Jackass, Jackass it's um, initially on MTV and it was uh, showed reasonably late at night on yeah. satellite television in this country. And it came on Channel 4. It came on Channel yeah. 4 for a bit, it did indeed, yes. But it's essentially American young men doing yeah. silly things. Doing now, silly and dangerous things, just yeah. idiotic things, yes. They're jack, jackasses, absolutely. Yeah, indeed, yes. And in a couple uh, of weeks we have that's most exciting is Martin Scorsese's The Departed, a crime drama yeah. with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt mm. Damon, and Jack Nicholson, and it's a remake of yeah. a Hong Kong film called Infer- uh, Infernal Affairs. So uh, we're, everybody's pretty excited. They just did a press screening in L.A. Uh, I did not see it, but they just did a press screening a couple nights ago and people are talking about this is the best Martin Scorsese film since Goodfellas and you know that's, oh. that's saying I was hoping I was hoping I was too I, you know so I'm, I love the original have you seen the original Derek? I have not seen Infernal Affairs yet oh, honestly get them it's actually a trilogy of films and they are unbelievable if they do all three it's going to be a fantastic trilogy if, if Scorsese does all three yeah. well there you go and or I, just go to Hong Kong I did <laughs> there you go and, and what did you bring back from that? Uh, well yes something 
is a little different than Jaffa cake, I'm sure. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, but I also wanted to mention, because I don't think I got to talk about this last week, an animated film that's probably coming up for you guys called Everyone's Hero. Have you heard of this film? Actually, no. no, it's, no it's a no. CG film, and it's and it's kind of it opened and is sort of already not really done well here in the U.S. It opened last week. What is significant about it is the film's director is Christopher Reeve. Oh, right. Yes, I'm the project and yes. died early on, so obviously two men stepped in and picked up on it and finished up. But it is uh, it, it is given the first billing for director solo is as by, directed by Christopher Reeve. And uh, Dana Reeve, his wife, who also unfortunately passed away last year from breast cancer, yeah. uh, is an executive producer and uh, and as a voice of the lead character's mother. Uh, it's it's not a fantastic film, and yet here it, it's kind of an interesting for those of us who really love film to see you know where Christopher Reeve would have gone and maybe where his career was would have would have would have turned if he had lived and you know, having started this project and animation was something that he was he was interested in and what's the film called again please Derek everyone's hero it's about a talking about a boy who saves the New York Yankees in 1927 at the World Series and aided by a talking baseball bat and a talking baseball voiced by oh, wow. Rob Reiner so it's the first time Rob Reiner's done anything on screen, even though it's, you know, just a voice in quite some time. And you can tell from the voices that they got that Christopher Reeve, not, not called in favor, people came aboard out of respect. Yeah. Unfortunately, the production was barred by tragedy when he passed away you know, early on. So it's kind of a last, a last, uh, you know, shot from from a talent who, you know, whose life was, you know, shadowed by tragedy. And there yeah. you go. So, well, thank you, Derek. It's been an informative, yet entertaining evening from you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, they can be both. Yes, informative. Can, can I just laugh and say I've seen children of men? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dang, of course, I really want to. I, I want to see it because I love the P.D. James novel. I really do. So um, it's stunning, absolutely stunning. All right. Thank you, Derek. Weeks. Thank you, Derek. That's Derek McCall there, live from LA. Derek, will you join us again next week? I will do my best. Indeed. That's Derek McCall, editor of FanboyPlanet.com. Thank you, sir. We shall chat to you again same time next week. Till right. then, thanks. Look after you. Take care. Bye. Cheers, Bye. Derek. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. Mm-hmm.